With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Walking Dead Season 10 is over, but Fear the Walking Dead Season 6 and The Walking Dead World Beyond are just getting started here. So, so are we on the very mouthy podcast called Fear the Walking Dead World Beyond here on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wiggler. Uh, I'm joined here by my partner in all things zombie apocalyptic, Jessica Lee. Jess, what's going on? Um, I'm, I'm doing great, Josh. I have so many thoughts swirling in my head right now. It's like, it's like bees have come and built a hive <laughs> inside my oh, skull. It's so gross. It's so gross. Uh, Jess and I, uh, last week when we recapped season 10's finale in quotes of the walking dead, we, we promised perhaps even threatened that we would be back to talk about fear the walking dead and the walking dead world beyond as we move forward uh, through the, the, our, our modern day apocalypse of dearth of zombie shows to talk about. Well, it seems like there's a lot of zombie shows we can talk about. It's just, do you want to talk about them? Well, we do. We do want to talk about fear. We do want to talk about world beyond Jess. And we're going to do that every week here in a combined podcast, talking about the latest episodes of fear, the walking dead and The Walking Dead World Beyond. So spoiler warning, if you are only watching one of those two shows, or neither of those shows, and you're just tuning into the podcast to get our takes on it, it's totally possible this is what you're, what you're doing here. I, I hear we've got quite a few people, and I, I think we also need to have a content warning here, because um, if you are watching either or both of these programs with an earnest love for the content and a sense of uh, that these shows should be immune to criticism and or mockery. I think maybe this is, there's gotta be another podcast for you. Yeah, There's gotta be something else for you somewhere out there in the world. And I hope you find it. Hopefully you don't have to travel across the continent to, to find that podcast, but I'm sure that podcast is out there and I don't think it's, it's necessarily going to be mean spirited in here, but we might not be taking things terribly seriously. And we're just trying to have a fun time with some zombies. And I think that's what we're, what we're aiming to do. And Hey, Jess, I, I hear we're not alone. I hear that this week we have a very special guest joining us on our inaugural voyage through Fear the Walking Dead, World Beyond, the Julia Ormond of podcasting. It's the legendary Chappelle. (laughs) Chappelle. (laughs) Well, if you wanted to take a podcast seriously, (laughs) this is definitely not the place because I'm here. Um, Thank you guys for having me. I am excited to talk about whatever this was that i yeah. watched <laughs> you watched you watched a couple of zombie shows and we enlisted Chappelle because we're like all right well uh, how can we infuse this with uh, julia ormond levels of star power to get people interested in listening to the fear of the walking dead world beyond podcast number one and Chappelle is the hottest thing in podcasting since i don't even know since the wand off uh, so uh, we figured all right just- We'll probably it. just as polarizing as the wand off as well. <laughs> like, I like doubt a- it. I have a feeling that that's not <laughs> true. Definitely the podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds uh, good. I think uh, according to one of the characters, I got 15 years left before it's, we're extinct anyway. So I'm going to try to get all my podcasting out right now. Feels like a very liberal estimate, no? Like 15 I mean, years? Like, wow. It's generous. Yeah, it's generous. very generous. Yeah. 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 Feels good. Um, Chappelle, you're a Walking Dead fan. So I was a day one fan. And then like most people with good sense, I dropped off right around the time <laughs> Glenn died. Yeah. Um, actually, I remember when he fake died and I was devastated. And then when he came back, I was like, oh, he's going to die soon. And being familiar with the comics a little bit, I knew that he was going to die in a very gruesome way. But I want to go on record and say that I knew Abraham was dying, too. So when everyone was trying to figure out what's going on, I was like, it just they, they wouldn't make you wait like a whole year just to show Glenn die, who we all know is going to uh, going to die. 
And I thought about it and I said, well, who's the least, like who would hurt, but not hurt enough, (laughs) but would hurt, hurt, you know, so, and it was Abraham and I was very proud of myself, but then I stopped watching the show shortly after. It wasn't that Glenn died. It was that they allowed Negan to walk around, (laughs) like, just like everything was normal. He went to jail and then he got out. I was like, wait, no, this person murdered Glenn in cold blood in front of everybody. He has to go. And he didn't. So I had to go, but I came back. I'm back. I kind of follow fear a, a, a lot more now that Morgan's on there. He, he's my, my bridge to fear. Yeah. But uh, but I'm starting this new season fresh. Uh, the, I'm trying to see what Beyond has for me, uh, you know, has in store for me. So I'm excited and I'm ready. So, Jess, we did not podcast about any of season five of Fear the Walking Dead that I can recall. No, we didn't. I think the last thing I remember us talking about, and we may have gone a little bit further beyond this. The last thing I remember us talking about was saving everybody from death uh, with the healing power of beer. Right, right. So in, in season four, everyone like had some sort of toxic poisoning that beer could heal. Uh, and so they drank all of Jimbo's beer as Jimbo was uh, splat on the ground somewhere. And they had his beer and they drank his beer and that brought them back to life. And we were both like, okay, uh, that's a choice. And I think that we just, we, you know, got tied up in other things and Fear of the Walking Dead just didn't seem like a major priority. Um, but as we're going to be talking about Fear of the Walking Dead this season, uh, I feel like we need to at least set the stage on where we were. And I, I don't know uh, how how well either of you remember Fear the Walking Dead Season 5, um, but it was basically just like, hope, dreams, <laughs> friendship, we got this. It was like a lot of that over and over and over again until uh, a woman named Virginia shows up and strips all of that away uh, and captures all of our heroes and brings her, them into her weird little community that we haven't seen yet. That uh, she seems to be the person in charge of this new like group of like sort of Negan like like the West Coast Negans, the West Coast she's Saviors. Like, she's like Negan meets the governor. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. if Negan and the governor had a daughter. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> that's is her. who Virginia is. <laughs> this is her. Uh, she's grown up in on the West Coast and has all sorts of. She's got like a hat. It's a very cool hat that she's got. Is like her Negan leather jacket. Uh, and she's captured all of our people. And then like she really hated Morgan because Morgan was the one who was constantly being like hope, dreams, <laughs> friendship. We got this. And so she shot him because uh, they were at some sort of like Western theme park town that um that John Dory used to work at and that's where they like captured them all and she shoots him and leaves him for dead and i believe her final parting words to him are i just really don't like your face uh, i think is what she said to morgan and then the final thing you see in season 5 is morgan like on a radio speaking to everybody who has just been taken and unleashing this broadcast being like hope dream <laughs> friendship we got this. And then a bunch of walkers descending upon him and we cut to uh, the end of the season. And now the cliffhanger resolution there is that Morgan is, I would stop short of saying totally fine, but mostly totally fine. Chappelle, he seems like he's doing, he's, he's ultimately doing okay here. He's like 85% dead, you know? <laughs> so the, the walk, the walkers have accepted him as their own. Yeah. <laughs> He smells like them. He kind of looks like them at this point, but he he's still alive for all intents and purposes. So um, I'm happy to see that Morgan survived that because I did not think it was going to be uh, a possibility. Um, his his eyes though. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with his eyes? What's up with his eyes, man? Is that a, a, a product of the gangrene? I'm not a medical professional, but he's scary. It's if terrible. Morgan died, I wouldn't be a terribly upset (laughs) it's really really scary jess i feel like maybe daryl dixon's knives had teleportative qualities to them and when he stabbed beta last week (laughs) eyes uh zapped across time and space and landed in morgan's head uh morgan's eyes are terrifying right now the whole morgan aesthetic this week uh really it uh thank god most tvs are not built with smell of vision because it would appear that the smell is what's keeping the walkers away from him yeah, the the conjunctivitis is a curious choice on its face, 
but I think it's almost, it's like a visual cue that he is really gross right now because we <laughs> cannot smell through the television. <laughs> and I do have to say, if, if smell-o-vision were a thing, The Walking Dead would not be as popular as it is right now because I, I don't think anybody... I, I think the show has struggled over time to convey exactly how bad everything smells in the zombie apocalypse. And I'm glad they addressed it this week. I'm glad they said, well, if you had a gangrenous wound, maybe somebody's been around or maybe you even left a steak in the fridge for too long. People understand what that smells like. And it's like, no, no, everything smells like that now. And even the walkers don't want to mess with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not interested. Not interested. Um, it is pretty amazing that I guess like the key to surviving in the zombie apocalypse or one of the unwritten uh, tactics is to just get yourself so close to death's door that you reek of the dead and they're just not going to bother you. I guess, Chappelle, I just don't know how you would like manage that threat level. Like, how do you how do you keep that line without crossing through death's door? Otherwise, I think it's a pretty good idea to just like constantly be on the verge of death. And then the zombies are going to come and rip you apart. Yeah, you don't have to worry about me being on the verge of death during a zombie apocalypse. I'm dead. So I'm gone too. I'm also yeah, gone. All three of us first wave. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Rick killed me. But um yeah, yeah. I think I think uh you're right. Uh they've worn, you know, the zombie skin, you know, to kind of portray that like I'm one of you, but it really just seems like it makes them look like they're dead. And they they all stink. Everyone stinks. Everyone has a stink. And Morgan smells that much worse than everyone to where the zombies won't even touch him. Like if a zombie won't eat you, it's like he must like he must be like Arby's or something. Like he's completely <laughs> avoiding like they're just like, I mean, hitting a beeline away from him. So uh yeah, I, I don't think you should have to get shot and left in a in an old west like theme park for dead and you know rot from the inside out with a bullet inside you just to escape the zombie apocalypse again i choose death but you know some people want to live like that i was rooting for morgan to die i think he somebody put him out of his misery it seems to me that he may be surrounded by a particularly uh like picky bunch of walkers like i don't want that It's it's really interesting to me that um, you don't know at first that it's the rotting wound that is why the walkers don't want him. And, you know, Isaac runs up to him and is like, oh, hey, they don't want you. You can help me out. Let me get you a little bit better. And then the minute he's a little bit better, the zombies are like they're interested again. They're like, oh, hey, that guy isn't going to make me sick after all. Maybe I will eat him. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're starting to to get some interest, but I think that this episode it's not only like they're they're letting you know that like yeah we're never going to kill Morgan, Morgan yeah. will never die, uh, <laughs> Morgan is here forever. This is the Morgan show. Uh, we're never going to stray away from that. Like if they were ever going to kill Morgan, it would have happened through him getting shot and being left for dead. Uh, this is a pretty declarative statement to me, Jess. That uh, well, yeah. Josh, if they can show someone being eviscerated and shove them under a dumpster for several episodes and then have them come out alive only to have them murdered in the middle of the next season, pretty brutally and viciously in a way that looks, makes the innards look kind of tame. I think anybody can die and we've killed off the main protagonist of this show several times already. (laughs) So you think that more I'm, I'm being too, uh, I'm setting myself up for, for tragedy at some point down the line. You still think that Morgan might be in trouble. I mean, Morgan's the first person we met in this entire universe and he's still standing after everybody else. That's been like the main character of a walking dead franchise is gone. But I also think there's a strong possibility that someday Lenny James is going to get bored with this and he's going to say, F you guys just feed me to the zombies and then they'll do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many truckfuls of money do they need to back up to Lenny James's house, Chappelle to keep him in the walking dead universe, uh, forever. It seems like he has a good gig going, but I mean, it, it's got to be exhausting, right? Like by now, I mean, he, like you said, he was the first one we met in the entire universe. I mean, at least by now, the flu should have taken him out or something. You know? like, he's he survived a lot. So, Josh, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree with you. We've seen people die from much less. We've seen people die from much more. And for some reason, he's still here. So I think it's just a matter of time, honestly. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think Morgan's long. I just well, think they love long. him. I just think they love him. I don't think yeah. that they want to get rid of him. I think that they yeah. love him too much, and I think that nobody like there's no character in the Walking Dead universe that the Walking Dead writers enjoy reinventing more than Morgan. Uh, because they like, have no idea who he is. This is like yeah, Morgan. Ever. This is like Morgan 8.0. I feel like we're getting in this episode where, like, he, you know, he was like, "I'm just surviving," and then we saw him again in season three of the Main Walking Dead. He's like, "Now I'm killing everyone," and then we saw him come back in and join everybody in Alexandria. And he's like, "I killed a lot of people, and now I'm not going to kill anybody." And then we saw him during the All Out War. He's like, "I'm going to kill everybody again, that <laughs> again," and then we saw him be like. I feel really guilty that I let myself kill people again. So I'm going to leave and I'm never going to kill anyone again. And I'm going to be all about hope and dreams and friendship. We can do this. And now at the end of this episode, he cuts off the head of that one super cool bad guy, dude. He's like, Hey, I'm going to kill you. And I guess I'm, I'm not Morgan anymore. I'm something else. It's like, so he's Thor. Thor. He went through the head. Yeah. Morgan Mavericks is dead. This yeah. is Morgan Mountain Lion. Yeah, oh he's gosh. like he's in like a, a totally new groove now. And so like once again, Morgan's killing. But like I'm looking forward to him being like, yeah, I'm killing people now, but only the ones who deserve it. Like what's the what what sort of like philosophical musings are we going to get on the latest evolution of Morgan Jones? I think I'm I'm partly uh, raw about this because I felt like the the bounty hunter with the with the axe seemed like that's a cool character to have in the universe. They um, wasted them. Yeah. It was one one episode, really. That was like, uh, what was that? Javier Bardem walking around with the little, <laughs> yeah, with the cattle thing. Yeah, yeah, like, like this was the guy. I thought, like, oh, this is going to be compelling. Morgan has like a, a so like a, a smaller, you know, villain. In the meantime, while he runs from Virginia, and nope. Morgan got the best of them. So I, I feel like that was like the most exciting thing that I've seen on fear in a, in a while. Yeah. And it's gone now. So, you know, for all Shit. those people who really love this show. Yeah. yeah I was, thanks. I was gearing up for like, um, for like fear, the walking dead, the hateful eight. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it had the same aesthetic. We even got, we got our color back. That's exciting. Because I was getting really sick of that stupid filter on everything, but yep. it was it was very cinematic. This guy was cool looking. You could have mm-hmm. sold a million action figures of him, and that's always the sign that you have an interesting character in the Walking Dead universe because you have an outfit and a weapon, and you could play him in the video game, or you could even buy a little doll of him. He had a look. He had a look, and he would have been like now. You might get to get an action figure of him if you go to Comic Con and get like the special limited edition thing that they only sell at the Walking Dead booth. But you could have like you could have gone into Walmart and bought this guy if you'd kept him around for longer. So yeah, I was mm-hmm. I was really surprised uh, that they that they killed this guy off. But I think like part of it is like let's introduce a really badass character who seems like he could be like a, a, a so much of like an individual that he could like carry his own walking dead show and let's kill him in one episode. This will be like a mission <laughs> statement for what we're going to be able to do on the show this year. Because one of the things that the showrunners, uh, Andrew Goldberg and Ian Chambliss have been saying is that this season of uh, the walking dead is going to be, um, it's going to be, anthological like every episode is going to be uh like its own little movie it's going to be focusing on a different set of characters every single time uh which makes sense because all of our characters are and there's like a a hundred characters so you could certainly get 16 episodes focusing on just like one group of characters each time um that it's going to be you know these are going to be things that are going to like weave together to one greater story but they're going to feel like their own little movies so if this is like the bad guy who is going up against morgan in this episode and then they're going to kill him off like they may as well do that because that's not going to be the same guy who's going up against like alicia and strand seem to be uh what we'll focus on next week so what if it's just like a different guy every time he's like a spinal tap drummer yeah. and it's like oh he's got a cool weapon this guy's got like gardening implements and he yeah. wears yeah. you know he wears bright bright yellow rain boots and we're gonna kill him at the end and now here's the next guy and yeah, it's I, like the I like it. the vampire uh, formula of like who's the the monster today, yeah. <laughs> and then at the monster end she wins. Week. Yeah, monster <laughs> of the week. So I don't I like that. I don't love it. I don't. <laughs> I think this guy had some potential. He had like he was Negan esque. You know, he had his 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 Lucille, and you know he did throw it in a field allegedly. So 
yeah, I thought this guy had some had something to go for him. And, you know, Morgan, I'm not mad that Morgan, you know, had to do what he had to do, but you know, we could have got some more content out of did him. Did he so, um did he name his axe? Did we get a name of of I, this? I don't think axe? so. Yeah. I don't think well, he so. had a dog, so he could name his dog. Yeah. So he had something to name. Right. Did we see, what was, did we see the dog was, again? Yeah, the I dog's think, not dead. Yeah. <laughs> the dog was hanging out with the woman and the baby. Yeah. The dog was like, okay, good. I don't have to bounty hunt anymore. I can just be someone's pet. That's awesome. I'm here. <laughs> Do we think that this, uh, Jess, is an origin story for Daryl Dixon's dog? Is this dog going to cross the continent, Walking Dead World Beyond style, and find uh, Daryl and be his dog? Because I do think right now in Fear of the Walking Dead, we're earlier than the main Walking Dead. They have to recast that dog then, because Daryl <laughs> Dixon's dog was like a German Shepherd, and this is like a bloodhound. Mm. <laughs> they don't even think, maybe they're related somehow, maybe they have a common ancestor if you go far enough up the dog family tree, but yeah, I think these are just like the last two dogs left alive, and hopefully, like, maybe they could meet, maybe there could be a crossover Ooh. event, they could meet, and one of them could be a girl dog, and then we'd have, like, <laughs> walking dead puppies. I ship it. Huh? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Dog and Rufus. I, I, they're my OTP. I, <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Josiah, I think it was his name, the 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 bounty hunter. Yeah. He had a picture of Morgan. But I don't remember him meeting up with anybody to get that photo. I mean, it looked like it was hand drawn, but he was like, Have you seen this guy? And I would like to know where he got that picture. I think Virginia has a sketch artist on retainer. I, I was because I it was a brilliant photo. His eyes looked amazing. Uh, I was like, wow, he really captured all of the life behind Morgan's eyes before Morgan died and came back to life. And it was working. I just don't understand, like, who was the what you know who was the sketch was artist? The who, sketch artist? Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Maybe, is it possible that Virginia comes from like uh, an artist commune, and there's just like a bunch of like different like they, they've got like potters. She does. Uh, she does give me. She does give me artists. She does. Yeah. She's kind of artsy looking. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I did. I didn't understand that. Like it was on. It's kind of like, hey, I need you to go get a guy named Morgan. Also, here's you, you know, here's a list of things that can help you find him, including this hand drawn photo, uh, his scent as well, because the yeah. dog was searching for him. I was just like, how did we get here? Who? who I, did I think he I, have. I think I can answer this actually. Okay. Because at, at the end of last season, didn't they take? all of the tapes, like all of the interview tapes, the documentary right, footage. Right, right. They watched it back. They just had somebody who was like a decent artist sit there and watch that footage. Like, just hit the pause button. This is a good frame. It's okay, just draw this, and then we will duplicate it a few times. That was the thing that was, uh, again, a, a hallmark of Fear of the Walking Dead was like the documentary style, like uh, office episodes. Like, there were a few episodes that were just yep. like, this is what it's like to to, to fight for hope friendship and dreams and we can do this like it was just like they went they went and like had like i think like two or three different episodes at least about uh in in like at least quasi documentary style if not full full on so i think that's a good pull uh i think that okay. and we get the sense here too right like that isaac and his wife like they knew who morgan was like they knew him from the tapes and stuff uh so yeah i think like maybe morgan's like a local celebrity they yeah, probably had like, movie night yeah. in the in Virginia's <laughs> village. They probably had like they didn't have anything new. Like they were just sick of watching Weekend at Bernie's for the nine thousandth time. But oh, we got some <laughs> new footage. Let's just watch this. So everybody's seen it. Everybody knows who all these people are. Yeah, the kids fell in love with Morgan and they're drawing pictures of him and putting them on their mm-hmm. refrigerators. Okay, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Fine with folk that. hero. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um. So he's now someone new. Who is he? Who is more? Who is more? Is he going to have a new name? Um, he's certainly like he's he's coming after Virginia. Right. So is he just going to try and like get the band back together and uh, take over this new community? Like, what do we think the if this is like the the launch episode for this character? Where do we think it's going for the season arc, Jess? Like, do you think that uh, this is like signaling to you at all where we're going for the entirety of season six of Fear? Yeah, I think honestly, this is going to look a lot like Magnificent 70. He's going to go out and he's going to find his people, bring his people back together. Um, I'm hoping that the new guy, like he's just going to exclusively go by Momo now. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I... I think this would land a lot harder if we had not, as we've already discussed, if we had not 
reinvented Morgan every three episodes since season one of the show, the of the flagship show. Yeah, it's like we don't know who Morgan is, so why do we care if he's somebody new now? He was somebody new before that, and he was somebody else new before that. Yeah, not into yeah. it. Um, I think any other character doing this transformation, like, okay, hear me out. What if it had been Strand that underwent a reinvention and he's like, Victor Strand is dead. I'm a new guy now. Yeah. He's been consistent at least. Like that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a long term, you know, he's one of the one of the OGs from Fear, right? So yeah, we just knew him, yeah. him and Alicia, and that's it. Yeah, we knew him since season one. So if you do a, a you know reinvention now, it's kind of like, oh, that makes sense. Like this is this is a t- we've waited, we've we've used all of his old material, and now it's time for a new strand. <laughs> and Morgan, we get a new strand of Morgan every other week. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I'm I'm with Jess on this one. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll see. Uh, on the on the tip of Josiah, by the way. Uh, so showrunners Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg in their interview with Dalton Ross uh, at EW mentioned that this character did mention having a brother when he was at the campfire. So that's just something to keep in mind. So is it a twin think, brother? Yeah. Could it be an identical see, twin? Are we going to get an identical twin? Is this passions? I mean, <laughs> you know, they really haven't leaned on that option too much in the world of the walking dead. You know, it, in fact, I don't know that they've pulled that trigger. I think like a hundred seasons deep into the franchise at this point, <laughs> have they not earned the right to like pull the identical twin card? I think that they've maybe, got it. I think that maybe this- after the musical, <laughs> after the musical episode, like then like you that. can pull the identical twin card at that I point. Like that. I would like that. Oh. Yeah, could you imagine like Morgan? <laughs> Morgan is walking and he's staring down Virginia, and then all of a sudden he sees the silhouette of the guy he whose head he chopped off uh, on episode one, and he's like, "You, I killed you." <laughs> he's like, "No, you didn't." I want that. I want Josiah that. For us. It's dead. <laughs> I want that for us. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be great. Uh, I gotta I say, like jokes out. aside, I I enjoyed the vibe of this episode. I actually uh, I liked it more than I liked pretty much the entirety of season five of fear of the walking dead. So if this is a, if this is a tone setter for the rest of the season, then like, I think at least it'll be fun. Uh, you know, and I think it's like, it was at least shocking that he killed that guy. And so I appreciated that. It was something that I was not anticipating. I didn't expect that he would just like kill that guy. Uh, so like, all right, so you, you've got the capacity to surprise me six seasons into the show. Let's see what you can do in the weeks ahead. Oh yeah. Wait, but he not only did he chop his head off, he put it in a box like that movie with Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That's the coolest thing ever. She this like season opens the seven? Box. This is seven. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and heads are even better in the zombie apocalypse because if you don't like stab them through the cerebellum or whatever, yeah. they still keep moving. So you open the box and it's like, hi. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that's very cool. Yeah. I, and like they just keep chomping and chomping. I I think that's a really cool trick to bringing heads to people in the zombie apocalypse. I agree. I do have one thing that this show did very well. And one thing that I, made me very angry at this episode. So I want to start with the thing they did well. I think it was cool. Like you get a real sense of how people are doing in Virginia's world on your first glance. And we've seen her before, but they're all wearing clean clothes and they've all taken showers and she has a fabulous hair game. Yeah. Like with the hat perched right on top of these perfect, like beachy waves. She is clean and everybody else out there in the world is very dirty. And we know that they smell bad and you can tell that Virginia smells like, you know, sandalwood and cinnamon. If you get up close to her and I think it, it, you can tell like who the bad guys are and who the good guys are at a glance because the bad guys have taken a shower and the good guys have not. And it's a really effective visual cue. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And so the thing that made me angry, (laughs) if you are, if you have just given birth and then your husband dies in front of you, Mm -hmm. You are not going to be physically capable of dragging his body out of the building and stacking 6,015 pound stones mm. on top of his body and leaving a grave marker. That is not something you do <laughs> after you've just pushed a human being out of your body. And I speak from experience uh-huh. here. I could barely walk for about a week. Uh-huh. 
Uh, it's this, it's not okay, man. <laughs> this episode was written by Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg, the showrunners man. of Fear the Walking Dead. So, do they have a woman in their writers? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but it's <laughs> a good point. You raise a good point. Uh, you know, like if we can forgive that Morgan just smells so bad that even zombies don't want to eat him, can we not forgive this? Is this too implausible? It's kind of a bridge too far. And my other question is, what <laughs> what is going to happen to this woman after, you know, because Isaac's dead. Yeah. She has a newborn. Morgan took her horse. <laughs> like, <laughs> she has a dog. She's got a dog, but yeah. is the dog going to go, like, gather supplies for her? Hopefully she's it's, really it's like, a, yeah, like a lassie type, right? Like, just a very helpful dog. She's really, she's really screwed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she, this poor lady. Yeah. Do you think Morgan's they, just going to abandon her and never go back? Yeah. Yes. Chappelle says yes. <laughs> Do you remember when Morgan like body slammed Carol? I was like, okay, this guy yeah. is different. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, I, poor lady. I'm sorry yeah. for that lady. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough life, baby. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's hard. All right, let's talk. Uh, speaking of uh, tough life, tough life babies uh the walking dead world beyond aka the walking dead's very own version of muppet babies uh we've got all these cute look at these cute little kids these these little endlings look at these little endlings trying to survive the end of the world look at these sweet little darlings the walking dead world beyond going full young adult this is a brand new series it premiered last week we didn't really talk about it, so we got to kind of just like set the stage on what this is it's a it's a ver- it, it takes place a decade into the apocalypse it's a community in nebraska it's a bunch of sweet little kids who don't know the they don't know the hardships they did, they weren't on herschel's farm they didn't have to go to grady hospital and deal with officer dawn you know, they didn't. They weren't on the road from Atlanta to Alexandria and beyond. These kids, they saw the sky fall, and they were like four, and now they're you know fourteen, fifteen, and they lived a charmed life, and they don't know they don't know what's going on. So we can we could take on the end of the world. That's no problem. We could we could go from Nebraska all the way to New York State on our own. Uh, I guess eight feet because there's four of them. Uh, and be just like totally fine and that's gonna be great and we don't have to worry about anything we're definitely not gonna encounter zombies and puke on them because they're so gross because we've never seen a zombie before that's the spirit of the walking dead world beyond it is intended to be uh the stand by me of the walking dead universe uh and stars a bunch of just these, these cute little rascals who've got a little they got a little adventure to to go on so i'd like to get everybody's thoughts going around the table here of what we're thinking of the walking dead world beyond. We've got two episodes. Now we know a little bit more about the lore. It's like the sky fell and there's this great big tire fire and we got to be with the, 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 the tire fire is really scary. And then the sky fell. Remember that. Um, and th- so we're, it's starting to expand the mythology ever, ever, ever so slightly. Jess, are you, are you in on the walking dead world beyond two episodes deep? Josh, I have so many thoughts. <laughs> so many thoughts. I number one, where do I get that sweet, sweet brown suit that Elton is rocking? Oh because yes, that I is want it. one of those. Elton, okay, Elton, Elton, yeah, Elton. Yeah. And Elton's he, my man. Elton's my new favorite Walking Dead character. Yeah, yeah, it, and I always in my head whenever somebody calls him Elton, I'm I'm hearing. I'm hearing clueless. I'm not even thinking about <laughs> Elton John. Yeah, rolling roll with the homie. Yeah. Ty? Why would I ever want to go with Ty? I mean, you don't think we mesh well? <laughs> <laughs> You're a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> so I'm just going to call him Elton for the El- rest El- of it. El- El- Elton. El- yeah. Uh, that's that's going to be what we call him for the rest of the thing. Um, I did like that because this is Stand By Me in the zombie apocalypse. We got them spending the night in a treehouse and throwing up theatrically. So it was on brand. Yeah. I I have a lot of questions. They have a about- bowling ball called Big Mo. Okay. Big Mo. That's one. That's question number Big one, Mo. Josh. Big Mo. Big Mo. Big Mo. If you are trying to move swiftly on foot to evade potential captors and also reach your father who is in grave danger, why are you carrying around a 10-pound bowling ball? Big Mo. 
Yeah. Big Mo. It doesn't even kill zombies. He's part of the group. It doesn't even. It's not even useful. It's not useful, and it weighs a lot, and you're just going to carry it everywhere with you. And I I hear that. I do. But you have other people. Point. It's not even a companion. It's not even a Wilson the volleyball thing because you have other people with you. Yeah, but he's like sort of the mascot. No, like it's like we got Big Mo with us, and so like Mo. We, yeah, Big Mo. <laughs> you know, and they put him in a backpack, and you walk around with Big Mo. Like that's gonna get you fit, right? As you're trying to cross the country. So like, there's like you know, you know? yeah, it's uh, hurt your back. Yeah, I guess if you're not wearing it correctly yeah uh yeah maybe they'll want to give up big mo at a certain point that's going to be a hard loss i do think he will sacrifice himself nobly for the good of the group Chappelle, the odds that big mo sacrifices himself for the good of the group pretty high uh that this is going to go down before the end of season one 110 (laughs) percent we will not see big mo make it to the end r.i.p big mo (laughs) he go out in a way that will make us all cry for his loss yes correct i doubt it (laughs) i doubt it yeah 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 this Josh, I need to know what yeah. exactly. I know you. Wh- who's the target audience for this, right? Yeah, because because we're we're grown. I know we don't act like it, but we are. Right. And I'm watching these kids, you know, and they're not extremely young kids, but they're giving me like strong Rugrats vibes <laughs> um, because they're not calling anything by its actual name. They have like right. ch- like childish names for it, like the Aminos and yeah. the uh, the sky is falling. <laughs> Reptar! And the, yeah, and the, the tires are on, on fire. And like, yeah. like, God, you grow up. <laughs> you're going, you're, first off, you're baby. trying to walk from Nebraska to New York. What's wrong with you? What the hell is wrong? That girl is supposed to be a scientist. She couldn't think for <laughs> Like, I was fed up. I, I don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. It was it was ridiculous. But steal I was a car. Fed up. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this anyway, just like steal a car, take a car. Right. You know, no. at least put some distance between you and them. See how no, long they, the car takes you. They, they have they to have get to a vehicle. In a world. Yeah, it, they have to live in a world where they're still kids, but like. Like the the dumbest kids that ever existed, right? So they don't know that like yeah. adult things exist. So even when they have the opportunity to live in a house, like well, let's live in the treehouse. Like yeah. okay, f- that's cute. Episode one, but by episode like seven, we don't still need to be having you guys trying to fight the uh, the empties and and like <laughs> fighting them hand hand to hand combat, falling into ravines and stuff. Like at, at what point are you going to grow up? You you left the house knowing that you plan on walking to New York State from Nebraska, <laughs> like, <laughs> and and is she trying to get a college degree? They said that she was studying immunology. Yeah. What is your degree going to get you a job? Yeah. Where are you going to get the degree? <laughs> right. Who's who's conferring these degrees? What is the? Did they reopen Harvard? Yeah. Right. They're What's working on it. Organization. No, this is not a. I, I have so many thoughts as well. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it not good to have uh, hopes and dreams? And Hope is the main character. And degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, hope yeah, maybe they heard good. somebody talking about hope on a radio. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Hope, hope's a murderer. Hope's a murderer. We're we gonna jump over that. Uh, what, <laughs> we're, gonna oh, get, what, we're gonna go there. Hope, yeah. hope is a murderer, right? Hope killed, he killed uh, Elton's mother. Yeah, <laughs> and mom. Yeah, it's gonna be tough yeah. when Elton finds out about that. That's gonna oh, be yeah. hard. Yeah. So we get the flashbacks to like so the days of the sky falling. Um, Hope was with her and Iris's mom and uh, her mom got like shot. And so Hope killed the person who shot uh, her mom. And it turns out that that person was Elton's mom. That's a. uh, And she looted the corpse and carries mm -hmm. her jewelry around to remind her. (laughs) Yeah. So so and just happens to come across this one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, my mom wore a thing like that. Did you say you shot a woman? How long ago did you kill a and woman? And she was pregnant? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pregnant with my sister? It's going to be awkward to say the yeah. least once that yeah. uh, once It's going to be a whole happened. episode. Um, yeah, well, I was walking around with a picture of her in his, in his pocket too. So, I mean, we're just laying all of it, all the evidence out in front of us and just hoping these kids can put two or two together. You know, this, so this is, it, it, it's a really good question of who is this show for? Um, <laughs> because, you know, I think it's, it's obviously like it's, it's betting on the fact that like Walking Dead fans are just going to be interested in anything Walking Dead. Um, but like it is like it's a young adult show and yet it airs after Fear the Walking Dead. 
right? So like it's already pretty late on a Sunday night. Um, so like no young adults are, you know, probably like staying up that late, or at least they're not watching Fear the Walking Dead. I don't know if you're like a 15 year old kid, are you staying up until like 10, 15 to start watching the Walking Dead world beyond? I'm, I don't think so. I think you got other stuff going on. Um, but that might be a very antiquated way of thinking about how TV is being consumed because it's like on the AMC app and you can just, you know, watch it whenever you want. Um, that's like very, uh, very Julia Ormond levels of thinking on, <laughs> on, on my end. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. I, so this show is only going to last for two seasons. Uh, and that is, that is like cards up. That's what they've said that this show has a, has an ending. It's going to be two seasons, and then at the end of the second season, that's it. Um, I don't think that was announced as part of the plan initially when they announced The Walking Dead World Beyond. My guess would be that they were like, oh, I don't know who's going to watch this. We should probably just like say that we're going to end this on our own terms and end it quickly because like we don't want to be in The Walking Dead World Beyond business for too long. I think like both this and Fear the Walking Dead were shows that were kind of rushed out. Like, it's interesting that like, it took as long as it did for us to get like walking dead spinoffs. But once they came out, they felt like, yeah, it took a while to get here, but also like the, the thoughts behind them were like very rushed and not like agreed upon internally. Like fear of the walking dead is supposed to be like a zombie apocalypse origin story, but it's that for five seconds. And then they have no idea what they want to do with the show anymore. Um, and I, and I get the vibe that there is maybe something similar going on in world beyond. And like the silver lining there is like, knowing that there are uh, going to be only two seasons and that the second season at least was conceived knowing that there would be like an end point in mind um, that like maybe to some degree, like this idea of like these kids are going to have to grow up fast and they're going to swiftly realize that going from Nebraska to New York on <laughs> foot was a shit idea. And many of them will lose their lives along the way uh, that like, maybe there will be like, that will actually be like a story engine and like, we'll actually get some payoff there. I'm not highly confident in it, but I'm open to it. I suppose. Given that their very first move was to walk directly through the middle of a giant tire fire. Mm. Are we even going to make it to two seasons? <laughs> Are we going to have replaced the entire cast by the end of the first one? Uh, no. Yes, please. The, the the tire fire was called Blaze of Gory. Yes, the Blaze of it's Gory. Kinda like, it's kind of like it said, like, big strong, big thing that will murder you. Come yeah. right this way. And they were like, well, we could go around it, but that'll set us back a day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? The funny thing is, as soon as you started talking about they have their own words for everything, here's what I thought of. I didn't think of Rugrats. I thought of Land Before Time. Oh, wow. This is yeah. totally a human being remake of Land Before Time. They're like, <laughs> we got to go to the Great Valley to get our tree sweets. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, shark teeth. the sharp teeth are coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they oh should have just gone full Land Before Time and called the empties the sharp teeth. Oh, my gosh. You're, you're right. And Josh made a point that pro they're probably going to die. But what are the odds that? any of them survive this i mean at this point look, we gotta start counting silas out at this point right silas is dead silas oh, yeah. is too quiet like they're right. just, they're, they're, yeah i think silas is toast if we were to do a draft of like who goes first like i think it's it's silas then elton and then take your pick between iris and hope they're probably then iris because here. hope has to be like the last one alive because she's hope yeah we gotta keep hope like, alive yeah, yeah we gotta keep oh hope God. alive yeah that's yeah. that is definitely how they plan that can yeah. we talk a little bit about the two grown-ups that are after them oh Get yeah uh felix and hook uh, and hook. 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 people call me hook yeah oh hook. god Long story. why I, is this person on the show uh i'm gonna i'm gonna watch I'm going to botch the pronunciation of her name. Annette Mahendrew, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. She is. Uh, she played Nina on The Americans. Really, really great performance on that show. And so, like, and she goes from that to this. I'm, I'm like, so I, I went to the New York Comic Con panel last year of The Walking Dead World Beyond, where they had like all the actors out, and she was there, and she's like, "This is the most fun I've ever had playing a character." <laughs> and like, I think that translates actually. Like, okay. I think. I think it's pretty clear that she's having a great time. It's just like she's operating as if she's like, all right, I know this show sucks, so I'm just going to go yeah. for it. Like, so she's like kind of just like doing like a totally different thing. I'm just going to be the worst character who ever lived, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just going to devour this scenery whole. Yeah. I'm kind of here for Felix and Huck. I think that they're great. I think they're great. That's a spinoff show right there. Yeah. Felix and Huck. They yeah, call me Huck. 
Yeah, they call me Huck. I'm here for it's it. It's a long story. They call me Huck. It's yeah. a little high-level diplomat. They call me Huck. <laughs> they call me Huck. It's a long story. I'm not explaining. Like, oh, okay. I like it. I only have two seasons. We can't explain this. <laughs> Are we ever going to get the origin story of why we, or why they call her Huck? I don't no. know. We're no, gonna we're actually, not. as soon as something interesting is about to happen, it will end the episode on a cliffhanger, and then we get the Huck origin story. Mm. That's what oh they're saving yeah. for. So we'll have to wait two weeks, and then, uh, and then a mid-season finale to get the actual like the, yes. what happens on the cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, they're all, they're how long until they catch up with the with the group? Because at a certain point, like if it takes too long, then like. Uh, either the kids are like improbably good at what they are uh, doing or the adults are improbably bad at what they are supposed to be doing. So like I, you got to get them in the same scenes together, like probably by like episode five before it starts to really stress test the limits of like how good these people are all supposed to be at what they are currently setting out to do. Yeah, it yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, because, because if you think about it, maybe if I'm hook. And I'm tracking these kids. I'm thinking they didn't walk through the giant blaze of fire, right? <laughs> like, who would be so stupid to do that? Stupid? I mean, she's a scientist, for God's sake. I mean, she just did, like, the, the keynote speech. Yeah. The, the, yeah, so she wouldn't have done that. So they're, yeah. they're probably about 60 miles out of the way. So I think it'll buy us about five episodes, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, unless Hope left them a note at the entrance to the tire fire. Dear Felix, we walked through the giant tire fire. See you later. <laughs> they said i wonder which one this is from is this from hope or is this from iris yeah. <laughs> oh this was, this is an elton joint for sure yeah <laughs> i i have a couple of questions about that because there's a lot of whys to this show and if we are going to be doing a podcast about it josh we need to delve into why because we are not going to get very far without trying to unpack these things and sure, chief among them is why is Hope leaving notes for the people that are chasing her? Is she taunting them or does she want <laughs> to be captured? I don't understand. And the second one is if everything in the in the Civic Republic – I keep calling it the Civil Union and that's not right. It's the <laughs> Civic Republic. Yeah. Um, if everything there is so super secret hush and they actually live thousands of miles away and there are two settlements that are thousands of miles apart, which beggars believe to begin with, and we can't know anything about them – why is the first thing the leader does to give them a map to where their father is and say, I just wanted to let you know where he is. I don't think you're actually going to go after him and then go and murder everybody when they realize they made their mistake. <laughs> yeah. The ending of the first episode was really confusing to me. Um, yeah. So let's just settle that here because I, from a lot of people who, who watched the show that I heard from was like, wait, what just happened? So is Nebraska done did they kill everybody in Nebraska? Did Julie Armand just like torch the place? I think so. It looks like it. It. I it can't tell. Like Why I can't tell if they let, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if I they got, let zombies in or yeah. if and then they were just like cleaning up their mess or if they really just like slaughtered everybody. Yeah, and this is after they give them the the map and so they were they wanted the girls to escape. I would right. expect so, yeah. Like this right. feels yeah. like some sort of like mustache twirling, like master plan. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I, can we talk about Julia Ormond? Yeah, of course. So, so this 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 other colony was colonized by the Brits, obviously, because this woman has a strong accent that mm-hmm. I can't quite place. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out how she ended up here and the head of this army. And, yeah. Elizabeth, and, and Elizabeth Kublik. Kublik? Yes. Is her name. And, yeah, I don't listen. What? Where is she from? She's not from Nebraska. I've been she to was, Nebraska. She was uh, she was uh, a, an adjunct professor in in Portland, Oregon, which is where the CRM is based out of. Jess, is that right? I well, they won't tell you where it's based out. Oh, they said sure, there's sure, another sure. settlement in Portland. In Portland, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, Josh, it might be not in Portland. Oh, uh, true. So they're from the Lost Island. Could yes. be. Could I think be they're thing. from the Lost Island. Uh, well, maybe they are. Uh, maybe their headquarters is in Europe. You know, could be. They and have their commuting. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, this. It was odd. It was all odd. 
I'm more invested in the kids. I'm not gonna lie. I'm more invested in the kids and their shenanigans than than whatever just happened at the at the uh, at the settlement. I literally saw that and said, "Oh, okay. Well, I wonder what the kids are gonna do." You know, and so, yes. but and I wonder if anybody else survived. Like we met other people at that settlement that mattered. I think. Well, yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. They're all gone. Yeah, they're gone. So, yeah, we got six characters to deal with. I think that's at least they didn't put a lot on our plate. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I agree. I think um, so. I, I left the episode being like, all right, so we've chosen to podcast about this. Uh, and I don't feel like I've got a lot of clarity to say anything to clear anything up in terms of like, why did uh, Elizabeth Kublik destroy the Nebraska community? Why was that a thing that they that they did? Is that indeed what she did? Or were they just cleaning up the mess? I don't really know. I feel I feel like uh, whether that was a matter of like the show was not explaining it well or I lost interest. I don't know. It's one of those two things, if not both. Um, what I decided was, look at these cute little kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> look, at these, look at these sweet little endlings that are going to go off on this journey to try and try and do something with themselves. You know, they've got f- 15 years left. We're the last we're the last one standing. It's just us. We're the endlings. You know, there's no more after us. We're the last generation. Let's have some fun. Let's party. Uh, and then they got into all of that. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to be on board with the endlings. I choose to believe in the endlings. I'm here to see what what kinds of you said the word, Chappelle, the shenanigans they're going to get into. Hijinks. You know, what kind of hijinks are we getting into? What sort of pranks are they going to pull on their on their cross-country road trip? And uh, it's a low-stakes investment. It's two seasons. We'll probably lose a few of them along the way. Yeah, protect Elton at all costs as, as mm-hmm. long as we can. Uh, and I don't know. I'm just going to... I'm just gonna hope for the best for these little these little rugrats. Uh, I'm 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 here for that. I'm here for just like what sort of like really ridiculous thing are they gonna put these children through every single week? Um, Jess, it is a shame that Rob is not uh, watching The Walking Dead World Beyond because this would be uh, the complete opposite of extremely his shit. Uh, yeah, this is like <laughs> this is like a Walking Dead spinoff that contains Henry and Ollie. And Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this, this is designed to break Rob Sesternino. Yes, it is. I think yeah. we need to get him into it. Yeah. Uh, like we'll tell him it's it's secretly great and that he's missing like the TV <laughs> event of 2020. <laughs> and then let's make him watch the whole thing. I have to up my patron amount so I can see the live footage of this happening because Rob's reaction is gonna be great. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. All right. Well, we'll we'll see if we can uh if we can hook them into anything um anything else from world beyond for either of you that stood out about this show over the course of the first two episodes that you want to talk about here mm. what, do you, what do you got jess i can talk about uh i think it's really interesting that uh the casting of felix to be someone who sort of resembles like dollar store rick grimes mm. which we also had dollar store rick grimes in isaac in the isaac, Fear the Walking yeah. Dead episode mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden they're just casting people that sort of kind of remind you of Rick to remind you of the show that you once enjoyed watching that he's gone. And I think Felix has an interesting story. I like the, I like the LGBT representation. I like that. He, we found out a little bit of his background. This episode don't understand why he paused in this urgent search for four teenagers on the run to go stop by his old house well he hasn't been there in a long time i guess but <laughs> hey felix where'd you go i went to kill my parents but I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? great cavalier uh yeah he's played by nico tortorella who i never saw younger i don't know if either of you watched mm-hmm. younger uh but was a uh if not the star of younger than a starring role on that show i know a bunch of people really enjoyed that um, he was one of the uh, did either of you watch the following the Kevin Bacon show on Fox is like the serial killer. Uh, there's like a, it was like a, about a serial killer who had like a cult. Uh, and so like he had like a bunch of like cultists that uh, were going and like carrying out his serial killing uh, while he was like stuck in prison. And uh, Nico Tortorella played one of those cultists. Uh, so I remember him from that first season of the following and I enjoyed him there. So I was excited when he got cast here. Uh, I think, uh, he's got the last name of one of my best friends on the planet Carlucci. So I like Felix Carlucci as a name I think is good. Uh, I like him. I like Felix and Huck. I'm in on Felix and Huck. 
I want to see. I also want to see what kind of like, uh, like <laughs> sort of like uh, you know, we t- we talked about the wrong Josh Brolin yesterday, Chappelle. Like I, I feel yeah. like, uh, like, it, like I want to see like it's like the Goonies dynamic, right? Of like yeah. he's like uh, he's the older brother. It's the older brother and like his friend and like oh my my kids my kids siblings got out of town and I got to go bring them back before they run he's, into he's the, the Fratelli Sutherland. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I I look forward to seeing what they what they do with those characters yeah it's like a buddy cop film yeah uh, i guess the my last thought of the of the episode was so she the 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 young lady had a therapist which i thought was such a good a good moment for this you know in this time in a, in a zombie apocalypse like people need therapy yes only for her to go to her therapist's office hours and to find out that she was now a zombie and to get attacked by her therapist who is going to counsel this young woman now you don't have any therapist that was the last one that was it and she looked like she wasn't long for this world anyway like if y'all are conferring degrees a psychology degree a counseling certification probably wouldn't hurt because that's probably why these kids decide to walk across the country at the drop of a hat so that was my biggest takeaway. I thought that was very insightful. Like, hey, you know, look how developed they are. Only for them to burn the whole thing to the ground and, <laughs> and murder this, <laughs> the one mental health professional within 100 miles. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, I do think that they could use more of that in the world of the apocalypse. More therapists is probably probably a good call. And uh, I do think, like, if she hadn't passed away, that probably the show is very different. You know, probably we're not getting a cross-country road trip. So the therapist has to die so that the endlings may probably also ultimately die. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But but yeah. live first. Well, the therapist yeah. is also the only person who seems to care what the sisters are up to. Yeah. Like, Felix is really not bothered by it. The principal of their school kind of cares in that Hope does some things that piss them off. Yeah. But everybody else is just like, they could disappear and like, nobody cares. So... The therapist would be like, oh, huh, Iris missed her appointment. I wonder what's up with that. So, yeah, she definitely did have to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right. So that's The Walking Dead World Beyond through two episodes so far. Next week, uh, we go through the tire fires, I think, a little bit more, it looks like. So that should be fun. That'll be cool. Uh, we can talk about tire fires. Fear the Walking Dead looks like it's going to get into some Alicia and Strand stuff next week. So that'll be fun, I think. Uh, either way, the podcast will be fun. His first voyage into the to the fear of the Walking Dead world beyond universe was a was a delight. Chappelle, uh, where can people find you aside from every podcast in the existence of podcast? <laughs> uh, thank you again <laughs> for having me on the show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. That's C H A P P E L L S underscore show. I'm just tweeting about Big Brother right now. But if you want to talk about The Walking Dead, we can. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I feel like you're not just tweeting about Big Brother because I see your tweets and I have most Big Brother terms muted. So, uh, Oh, yeah. You know, no, I will, I will, yeah, I'll have a conversation with anybody about anything. Like, I, yeah. I look at Twitter as a big chat room with all my friends, even though I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And so if you tweet me, I'm going to respond unless it's rude. And so if you want, yeah, if you want to have a random conversation with me, uh, then, yeah, follow me on Twitter. If not, leave me alone. It's cool. <laughs> Chappelle, Chappelle is going to be back on Push Air Recaps later this week. We've already recorded part one of what will be a two-part Survivor Endgame uh, Brant Steel simulation featuring characters from Avengers Endgame for the Everything is Super podcast. Um, a three-hour pre-merge, Chappelle. How was that? The longest thing I've ever done <laughs> in, my, in my life. I was like, you know, the podcast thing really isn't all that. It's cracked up to me. No, really. Sometimes yeah. it's not. Uh, but yeah. the podcast itself will be great. It was just enduring the physical undertaking of doing the podcast was a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't ready. I was not ready. But <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot I was going to be on post-show recaps again this week. Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> Thank you, that's, Josh. That's, com- that's coming out later this week, so keep an eye out for that. I think that'll drop on Thursday is the current plan. Uh, Jess... You are not only here in the zombie apocalypse, but you've got stuff happening elsewhere on post show recaps and in the RHAP universe as well. If you want to, if you want to plug what you're working on, that's right. I'm here in the zombie apocalypse. I'm also out in space 3000 years into the future as Mike Bloom and I tackle Star Trek Discovery. We have a half preview podcast, half, uh, summation of everything that happened on Star Trek Lower Decks, um, which Mike loved and I, tolerated um we have lots of opinions on that um that dropped 
at the end of last week and is very fun and help you get hype for the premiere of season three of Discovery, which is dropping this week. And then I'm also off on a race around the world as we're covering season 32 of The Amazing Race. That's also with Mike Bloom and with Rob Sesternino. And we're bringing you uh, a lot of very fun content surrounding that because Rob is not going to have anything better to do once Big Brother is over. So mm-hmm. we're kind of monopolizing his time and making him cover Amazing Race very deeply, which he would love almost as much as he would love being here talking about this with us. <laughs> uh, and then finally, I've got an article on The Bachelorette dropping on Ooh. primetimer.com tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I do not know. I, I For what I hear about this upcoming season, it's going to be super bonkers. So it may be worth checking out. I started seeing commercials for it. I think the advertising is starting to, to come out for The Bachelorette. And there was one person at the end. I don't, I don't, I've never watched the show, so I don't know who anybody is. But the host is like, uh, congratulations, you just blew up The Bachelorette. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's exciting. That's like a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's actually, when you hear about what happens, it it will make you want to watch the season. Like, I don't, I'm not a super fan of that universe. I, there are more capable minds than I who cover that for us. But as soon as I heard about what happens, I'm like, I need to see how this plays out. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, we've got tons of other stuff happening in the Post Show Recaps universe. You can subscribe to the main feed. You could also become a patron of Post Show Recaps. You can go to patreon.com slash post show recaps. Show your support for the podcast. Join the community. Look into all the different ways you can get involved. Lots of really fun stuff at your disposal. We'll be back next week. Speaking of disposal, talking about more Fear the Walking Dead world beyond. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.